This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now, at some earlier stages of research, scientists reconstructed the megalodon looking like a bigger, just a little more dangerous version of a great white shark. Movies then followed suit, added a couple of details on their own, and ta-da! We've got a marine giant that could grow up to 90 feet long. Well, hold on, hold on. Megalodons were usually between 50 and 55 feet, sometimes growing up to 60 feet. For comparison, a bowling lane is 60 feet long, a school bus is around 45 feet, and an average person is 5 feet 10 inches tall. So yeah, not bad megalodon, but still not 90 feet. Its weight was around 50 to 60 tons, which is something like 10 adult elephants or even a Boeing 737. That's just their females, though. The ladies were almost twice as big as the males. Another movie versus reality thing. The megalodon had nothing to do with a great white shark. The closest they could be is cousins, because megalodon, in fact, is the last descendant of a completely different lineage of sharks. Plus, its kind is around three times bigger than an average great white. It has a shorter nose and a much flatter jaw that almost looks like it's squashed. Also, Meg's pectoral fins are longer than those of the great white sharks. Ancient predators ate a lot, so they needed something to support their weight. They both had an excellent sense of smell, though, so even in prehistoric times, it wasn't a good idea to go swimming with a chunk of raw meat in hand. And it certainly isn't safe now. Whether the Meg's hiding somewhere in the depths, which some still believe is true, or it's gone forever, younger cousins will be there waiting. Also, both of them like to go after big marine mammals, so they would certainly have things to do together. That is, until the Meg got moody and accidentally ate its friend. Eh, you never know. These guys had a different hunting style. Great whites prefer to dive straight toward their prey and find the softest spots, like exposed legs or underbelly. Megalodon aimed for the fins and tail because of its almost 10-foot jaws and what's considered to be the strongest bite ever, its teeth could pierce almost anything. Sometimes an entire tooth would be found embedded in the bone of some bigger animal, such as a whale. Without the main parts they used for swimming, poor sea animals were then helpless and unable to escape. Yet whales were just a smaller part of the megalodon's diet. Seals, sea cows, squids, dolphins, other sharks, the good old Meg probably wouldn't say no to some random school of smaller fish swimming into its mouth either. Nothing better than a good snack after a big, tasty dinner. Even those giant turtles weren't safe within their thick shells. The Meg probably took those as a dare challenge on a daily basis. Such a diverse diet, and in big amounts. Megalodon would eat about 2,500 pounds of food every day. No wonder it dominated the ocean. Almost 300 teeth in five rows. And we're talking about sharp chompers that could grow up to 7 inches long. Even its name stands for giant tooth. 
Hey, I'm thinking maybe it had a cousin, orthodontia, which means either crooked teeth or deep pockets. Still, Megalodon would change thousands of teeth over a lifetime. Since Meg's teeth weren't that strong, they would often fall out. Then it would get new ones within one to two days, so it could continue its hunting sessions without any serious interruptions. The same thing happens with modern sharks as well. New teeth replace damaged or worn out ones. Those teeth falling out were the only thing that helped scientists do any research on the Megalodon at all. They found them all around the world. Yep, Megalodons were quite some travelers. They lived in all oceans, and their fossils were found on all continents except Antarctica. What? Too cold? Since their skeletons were not made of bone but of cartilage, teeth are the only evidence they've ever even existed. They gave scientists an insight into a lot of things, including size. Even with modern sharks, scientists determine their size by the dimensions of only one tooth, and do the same with the Meg. Megalodon had the strongest bite of all living creatures on Earth. It would definitely be fun to see the clash between the Meg and, say, T-Rex. Sadly, they missed their chance to meet and establish some long-term friendship since dinosaurs went extinct over 60 million years ago. Meg, on the other hand, terrified all the inhabitants of the seas and oceans from 23 to 2.5 million years ago. Where could Megalodon live these days? Well, it would probably love the places modern sharks go to, such as Florida, Hawaii, Brazil, South Africa, or some other tropical paradise. Hmm, when you think about it, it's not bad at all. Meg, <laughs> take me with you! Meg itself didn't have any serious competition or a natural enemy, but its infants were too weak to defend themselves. That's why the apex predator had to choose warm, shallow waters with no strong currents to raise its babies. Those, by the way, were around 6.5 feet long, not quite tiny themselves. Scientists actually found some of their juvenile's teeth, so it seems like part of their nursery areas was the coast of Panama. And that's 10 million years old. Okay, time to meet with one of Megalodon's potential rivals, the mighty sperm whale. 45 to 60 feet long, the size sure makes it quite an adversary. Modern sperm whales don't have such big teeth, but their ancestors, which lived around 13 million years ago, were well-packed. The largest tooth found was 5 inches wide and 14 inches long. That's something like the biggest soda bottle out there. That would make an interesting combat. Here, we're talking about this giant marine predator. But this is not the only intriguing ancient animal that wandered the oceans. In fact, sharks are some of the oldest creatures on our planet. More ancient than insects, mammals, dinosaurs, even trees. Mass extinction events wiped out most life on Earth. Giant asteroids fell on its surface. Continents split up. And so many other things happened. But sharks were there, alive, persevering, apparently with no contact with the outside world, just chilling and doing their thing. The spiny shark was actually one of the first animals with a jaw. Not that it could do much with that jaw, since it was only around 12 inches long. Eh, Meg wouldn't even bother around this one, and it wasn't even a real shark, it just looked like one. If you ever wondered how a combination of eel and shark would look like, well, here it is.
Eel shark preferred fresh water, was up to 3 feet long, and went extinct around 200 million years ago. Since dinosaurs appeared around 230 million years ago, the eel shark was probably there to give them warm welcome, prepare a buffet, but the dinosaurs had unfortunately mistaken it for dessert. Now, this predator would get some real screams on a nice sandy beach during a spring break if it was still alive. The Ginsu shark. It was nicknamed after Ginsu knives for a huge mouth of almost 500 razor-sharp teeth. One of this monster shark's hobbies was to go after big turtles. Okay, now seriously, what's with that shark turtle thing? Scissor-toothed sharks. Now we're talking. These guys lived around 300 million years ago and had some strangely shaped heads. The weirdest part were their jaws. This shark didn't shed old and worn-out teeth, but kept growing new ones at the back. Those in the front were then pushed forward, and with age, the shark got a really strange scissor-tooth look. Scientists are still unsure why it had to be like that. Hey, time to call in the orthodon! Even during the Meg's long reign, our favorite ancient predator still wasn't the only scary giant shark in town. For instance, um, well, I can't pronounce its name, so I'll just call it Mr. C. Unfortunately, not enough of its fossils were found to get more information. But some research says it had teeth more than 5 inches long. That also implies it could probably grow to be 20 feet long. Oh, and if it only left just a couple more teeth around, I guess the Meg wouldn't be the only movie star from those times. So close, C. So close. Hmm, looking for something slimy? Well, many people tend to believe that snails are just slugs with shells. But even though they look so similar, they're completely different species. Slugs don't need any protective shells, as all their internal organs are, well, internal, inside their slimy bodies. They can squish themselves and get into hard-to-reach places. Which is why slugs can often be found in the most unlikely spaces, like under tree bark or inside tiny crevices, or at the library pretending to study for exams. Snails, on the other hand, are tightly connected with their shells and can't survive without one. Unlike hermit crabs, which replace their shells as they grow, snails are born with a shell on their back. Baby snails look adorable with those fragile translucent bubbles that calcify and become bigger and tougher with age. Cute? Well, you be the judge. Many of the snail's internal organs are inside the shell, too, meaning that if it gets crushed or damaged, well, the animal would probably not survive. Still, a snail can repair small scratches and cracks in the shell with the help of proteins and calcium secreted by its mantle. Now, turtles are very close to snails in this regard, by the way, because contrary to common myth, they can't leave their shell at a whim either. A turtle's shell is an integral part of its body, and despite the reptile being able to hide its head and paws inside to protect itself from predators, its skeleton is fused with the hard shell. And just like any other animal skeleton, it grows with the turtle itself. Now, koalas do only eat eucalyptus leaves, but there are over 600 different kinds of those. And koalas only munch on 30, or just 5% of what's available on the menu. So it has to be a very specific eucalyptus tree to make a good meal for a picky koala. These adorable creatures also have something in common with domestic cats. They sleep for 18 to 20 hours a day. Polar bears aren't at all white. Their skin is black under the fur. 
they need the white color to disguise themselves while on the hunt. The color black absorbs the sun better than any other, while white fur doesn't stop sunlight. Rays pass right through it. In a sense, a polar bear has transparent fur. There's a myth that dogs and cats see the world in black and white. In reality, they just can't distinguish some colors. Nobody knows how exactly dogs see. Some think they only distinguish two colors. Could be blue and yellow, for all we know. But they can see shades of other colors better than people. And cats have wonderful night vision. They need about seven times less light than a human to see in the dark. Now, giraffes were thought to be mute. But recently, it's been found that they make low-frequency sounds at night to communicate with each other. During the day, they don't say a word and warn each other of danger in a very unusual way by moving their well-developed eyebrows. It's likely that at night, it's difficult to see the eyebrows, so they start talking for real. While we're on the topic of giraffes, these animals sleep much more than 30 minutes a day, but probably not as much as you do. Their sleeping pattern is quite typical. After researchers monitored a herd of giraffes, they found out they slept at night and took short naps in the afternoon. In total, each giraffe had around 5 hours of sleep every day. Oh, and by the way, a herd of these guys is actually known as a tower of giraffes. Makes sense with the long necks. Seagulls can drink seawater. There are salt-secreting glands near their eyes. These glands purify seawater very quickly, and the salty residue comes out through the nostrils. Yep, you guessed it, salty snot. The Adelie penguins are real romantics. They only have one partner for life. The male must give a smooth stone to the female to create a family. You could say that's kind of an engagement ring. Like humans, though, a female penguin may refuse and not accept the ring. Hmm. Speaking of animal love, foxes are romantic too. Male foxes are good fathers and husbands. They're devoted to their loved ones for life. They look after the females and even pick fleas from their fur. Ah. Male foxes improve their whole houses and take an active part in their baby's upbringing. Dolphins can sleep with one eye closed and the other one open. Half of the brain dreams and rests, and the second half closely monitors the environment for signs of danger. The perfect brain for sleeping during boring classes and meetings. Hey, I didn't say that. Besides, dolphins manually control their breathing. They can simply drown if their whole brain is sleeping. Sea otters are the cutest sleepers among all animals. In the summer, because of the heat, sea otters spend all the time in water. They swim on their backs and sleep in that position. The babies are sleeping on their mother's stomach, and two adults hold each other by the paws so that they're not carried apart by water currents. Ostriches don't stick their heads in the sand when threatened. In fact, these guys don't bury their heads at all. This myth has spread thanks to that famous idiom to hide one's head in the sand. In real life, ostriches have to dig holes in the sand for their eggs because they're flightless birds. To make sure they're evenly heated, ostriches put their heads in there to rotate the eggs from time to time. But ostriches still have some escaping mentality. When they face some threat, they can flop to the sand and stay perfectly still, pretending they aren't alive. Now, according to a popular misbelief, Sharks can breathe only while moving because swimming helps them push water over their gills. Although many kinds of sharks are designed this way, many others, like bottom-dwelling nurse sharks, don't need swimming to pump oxygen-rich water over their gills. 
Meanwhile, all sharks do lack swim bladders, so if they stop swimming, they'll probably sink to the bottom. But luckily, a shark's body can't be compressed. That's why rapid descents or ascents are safe for them. Scientists from Japan played audio recordings for cats to prove they're truly dismissive. In those recordings, the owners of the cats called them by their names. Cats' pupils dilated, the animals moved their tails, legs, or ears. Cats heard people, but rarely responded. It's all about evolution. Cats came to people because they were attracted by mice that ate grains. They lived close to people, but were never tame. And yet, we keep feeding them. Birds are actually the only surviving dinosaurs. They evolved from theropods, the dinosaurs that ran on two legs. Yep, T-Rex is a distant relative of chickens, ostriches, and even hummingbirds. In reality, flamingos are white. The bird turns pink due to beta-carotene. This pigment is found in the algae and the shrimp that it feeds on. You can change your color, too. If you eat a lot of carrots, your skin will turn slightly orange. This will happen because of the high beta-carotene content in the vegetable. Sailors from all over the world talked about the giant squid they met on their voyages. For many years, scientists considered monsters with long tentacles to be a myth. But in 2004, the first photo of a giant squid was taken. They actually exist. Scientists have registered an animal that has grown to 43 feet. Mosquitoes actually bite some people more than others. The most delicious humans are those with type O blood. Also, these insects have really good eyesight. They're attracted by green, black, and red colors. So check the color of your clothes before you go camping. You can actually put a shark in a trance for 15 minutes. To do this, you need to stroke the nose of a dangerous animal with your hand. This sort of hypnosis is called tonic immobility that happens thanks to the receptors in the shark's nose. When stroked, the receptors send a lot of signals and the shark's brain is unable to process them all. Now, what it doesn't say here is exactly how you get close enough to a shark to rub its nose. I'd say that's important information, don't you think? Elephants aren't afraid of mice, per se. But these massive animals have bad vision. They also move fairly slowly. That's why they can get startled by a bird or a small creature, like a mouse darting past them. Just the element of surprise, nothing more. The chameleon can change its color, but this creature doesn't do it to camouflage itself. The color change helps the animal regulate its temperature and communicate with peers. Now, when most dogs pant, their tongues hang out of their mouths. That's why many people think that's how they sweat. In reality, dog sweat glands are located on their paw pads. Plus, there are other sweat glands all over their bodies. Dogs pant to evaporate moisture from their nasal passages, tongues, and the lining of their lungs. This also helps to cool them down. You might leave wasps alone, but don't be so sure they'll do the same. Bees do respect human boundaries, and if you don't bother them, they won't hurt you. But wasps are so bad-tempered, they can sting you even if you're just walking by their nest. Well, phooey on them!